We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They tried to feed the answer to Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey when he was asked who the most talented QB in the league is. Talent? Yeah. Mahomes. Yeah, Sarah, but Ramsey didn't take the bait, did he? He has the most talented as Lamar Jackson. More on his reasoning just ahead. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Wednesday, November 23rd, and this is your morning Ravens Vault. So ESPN Stephen A. Smith has some concerns about the Ravens, but Keyshawn Johnson, he dismissed those concerns. Plus, we've been asked many times, where is Odafe Owe's sack production? We take a look at the sophomore pass rusher and why his stats haven't matched his expectations. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So the media often rank quarterbacks by different standards, right? Who's the MVP? Who's the best? Who's the most talented? Who's the most valuable to his team? All that kind of stuff. Right, partner? All right. And Bobby, you can find talking heads just like us (laughs) voicing opinions nonstop. But it hits different when you ask quarterbacks opponents. And that's just what happened during Thursday Night Football's The Shop Show when All-Pro and Super Bowl champion cornerback Jalen Ramsey was asked to give the top quarterback in two different quarterback rankings. Best quarterback you've played against that you're like, damn, this guy's good. The best one you've played against. As far as talent or, or just overall? Overall, it's Tom, Tom easy. Yeah. But talent in the game where you're like, this guy's on. Mahomes. Talent? Yeah. Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes like that, but I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I might be a little biased because they blew us out, but Lamar Jackson. Lamar, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is so tough. Oh, like, he tough. I've literally like replayed that so many times and I just can't tell who the guy is yelling Mahomes, Mahomes in the background, but it's kind of annoying. Right? That kind of a a lot annoying. The whole point is to get the perspective of an actual opponent. Stop yelling over the all pro who has played against both quarterbacks. But anyway, to me, Bobby, it's telling that Ramsey chose Lamar over anyone else over anyone else. And as you alluded to up top, Bobby, it's important to note the question. The question was, who was the most talented? It wasn't who is this year's MVP. And we know Lamar is playing well enough this year to be in the MVP conversation. 
BetMGM has Lamar with the fifth best odds following week 11. And Patrick Mahomes, yes, he leads those odds. And it makes a lot of sense. Mahomes leads the league in passing yards and touchdowns by a lot. He's had big moments in the end of games in the fourth quarter. And even when you add in Jackson's rushing stats, he's still far behind Mahomes. Now, of course, it doesn't help that Lamar keeps losing offensive weapons around him. He's never had his top two running backs on the field together this season. He also lost his top wide receiver in Rashad Bateman, and Mark Andrews was out for a game and a half. So, yeah, Mahomes has a better case to win MVP right now, but there's still a lot of season left to be played. But also, that's not the question. It's who is the most talented. And Ramsey's experience, and he's had experience with both, it's Lamar. And Ramsey said this fully knowing that he's got Mahomes coming up on his schedule, Sarah. They play this week. So his statement could very well be taken as bulletin board material, but he said it anyway because he means it. You'd have to think at least he means it. And he's been consistent about it too. I can remember back in 2019 when he reached out to Michael Vick over Instagram asking for advice on how to stop somebody like Lamar, seeing as how they have a lot of similarities in their games. And despite playing against Mahomes twice in his career, it's that 2019 matchup against Lamar and the Ravens that's etched into Ramsey's memory. Number eight honestly seems to have that kind of effect on most defenders that go up against him. But anyway, here's Ramsey talking about that blowout game at the end of last season with the L.A. media. Hey, no, we got blown out in uh, 19. Y'all remember that? When they came, when they came to the Cali and blew us out like fifty, yeah, like like fifty, fifty six to something. That was crazy, right? So no, I ain't gonna forget that. Yeah, that that answer your question, I no, I ain't gonna forget. Um, I mean, he's been an MVP, one of the youngest MVPs in the league ever. Um, I had a lot of respect for him, even going back to college. I played him in college a couple times. Yeah. So in the end, Bobby. I feel comfortable taking Ramsey's word for it that Lamar's the most talented. And I'll add this. Dominique Foxworth came up with a good phrase during the bye week that resonated with me. He said Lamar's probably the most essential player to his team than anyone else in the NFL. Uh, Bobby, I can't imagine where Baltimore would be right now without him. The Ravens are atop the AFC North with a 7-3 and record. And while the defense, yes, it has come on as of late, it didn't early in the season. And the entire offense, it runs through Lamar. Without him, the Ravens just don't win as many games. Here's Mike Greenberg and Foxworth on ESPN's Get Up. You look at the weapons on the outside that most of the elite quarterbacks in the AFC are playing with, and then to Marcus's point here, no Rashad Bateman, they want to have him the rest of the year. He's playing without Mark Andrews uh, right this moment. He will be back. But you look at, at, at what he is working with out there, there is as much on his plate. It is as necessary for him to be brilliant as it is for any player on any team in the league for their team to have any chance. He's not the most valuable player in the NFL. Maybe there's another word that most essential player to his team that we need to create an award to give him because it seems like every year he's the only one that has this much on his plate which i guess the award is a big new contract that he's expecting and still to come here on the vault stephen a smith's biggest concern about the ravens we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Bobby, it's not a surprise that Baltimore's offense has come under some fire after a mediocre performance in Sunday's win over Carolina. Oh, yeah, partner. You know how it goes with the national media agenda, right? And look, while a win is always a win, as we said in the instant reaction episode on Sunday, and certainly good things can come from winning ugly so long as it doesn't become a trend, I think this kind of criticism is justified for a unit that has high expectations when it comes to putting up points. Here's Stephen A. I'm saying that if you are Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, you're going to have to show you can throw that damn football in order for real success to come your way. And that is where my my if, 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 if they weren't running the football effectively, but they were throwing it considerably better, I would feel far, far, far more confident about what I'm seeing from the Ravens. The fact that that still hasn't been the case and your offense is still predicated. Of course, the greatness of Lamar Jackson is what it is, but I'm saying yeah. predicated on his running ability concerns me. And former NFL wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson chimed in on this exact topic and said, not so fast, Stephen A. What they've got to do is they got to win a division. If they can win a division, get a home playoff game, you obviously draw a different seed at that point in time, a different, a different team with the seed that you get. Maybe you draw a Miami if they don't win their division, or maybe there's a New England in the forecast. You look at that. What wins in the playoffs is defense and running the football. That is what wins in the playoffs. And if this is truly a Baltimore Ravens defense that's gotten back to the old ways, then they're going to win. They're going to win games by running the football with Lamar Jackson and whoever totes it at the running back position in playing solid and sound defense. That's why they went out there and got Roquan Smith from the Chicago Bears because they needed to solidify their defense. Their secondary stays healthy, then they can become one of the better secondaries up against the likes of Tyreek Hill and company in Miami, or Patrick Mahomes and the receivers that they have, or the receivers in the passing game in Cincinnati, the receivers in the passing game in Buffalo, because God knows New England doesn't have a passing game. So when you look at the teams that they may have to face come playoff time, they got a defense that can challenge those offenses. Now it's whether or not they can run the ball effectively and put points on the board. So Sarah, while I'm totally on board with what Keyshawn is getting at, and there's no question that rock-solid defense and successfully running the football leads to good things in the postseason, the Ravens' team-building philosophy since the Lamar era began has not proven to consistently be effective in the playoffs. Like, that's just the bottom line and reality. Until they prove otherwise and make a deep run as currently constructed, I think this kind of criticism from Stephen A. and other pundits is fair game.
So coming into the season, there were big expectations for Adafe Owe during his sophomore year in the NFL. Many predicted that he would be the team's sack leader, but instead, through 11 weeks of football partner, he's only got one, while 33-year-old Justin Houston has nine. Matter of fact, Calais Campbell, Patrick Queen, Justin Matabike, and JPP all have more sacks than Owe at this point. So fans want to know, we promised that we would get into this during our instant reaction on Sunday, where's the production at? <laughs> yeah, look, it's a definitely a fair question. And I think it has to be answered in context with what's been happening at the outside linebacker position as a whole this year, Bobby. And we all know that until recently, the unit has been banged up. So that's forced Oway to play out of position. So while he's gotten plenty of snaps early in the season, it's it was always above 80%, in fact, He's had to do most of it where he doesn't excel most. Listen, Owe is a rush linebacker, but he's been having to play the Sam linebacker role, especially with Tyus Bowser out. That certainly hurt his production. Sam linebackers aren't pinning their ears back as much as the rush linebackers. Plus, it just didn't optimize his talent where he constantly had to drop back into coverage. Okay, so that helps explain things for early in the season, but... What about ever since Bowser's returned, right? Tyus Bowser has played really, really well since coming back from that torn Achilles last January. He got back two games ago in the New Orleans game, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. is, It's not like Owe has played bad since he's gone back to his natural position. In fact, watching the tape, he's played pretty well. His snaps, however, have definitely decreased. It dropped by about half in the Carolina game with all these other guys coming back. So, and it's, hey, not a terrible thing to have a rotation of rush linebackers in Houston, JPP, and Odafe. These guys are fresh. And it'll be cut down, his snaps will be cut down even more when David Ojaba returns. So, in always reduced snaps, while he hasn't gotten any sacks, he's had several pressures. According to our friend Ken McCusick over at Film Study, which is another Blue Wire podcast, Oway had a really good game against Carolina by pushing blockers back to make Baker Mayfield uncomfortable. According to Ken's methodology, Oway logged five pressures against Carolina. And Bobby, as Odafe moves back to his more natural position, I think asking for a little patience is fair. He hasn't been able to hone his craft this year playing at Sam. We saw what happened with Patrick Queen when the lights came on. We saw what happened with Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, so guess what? First-round picks need some time to develop. But Owe may not need that much more time. Yukusik broke down why he thinks Owe is on the verge of finishing strong this season. I really love the fact that he's back getting to rush against naked tackles now because it's a very different thing when you when you're on the tight end side you might get chipped there might be two tight ends over there you might get a running back in addition it might be a tackle and a tight end you know you just got multiple things can happen to you on that side you've got coverage responsibilities you've got jam responsibilities at the line of scrimmage to try and disrupt the route of that tight end even if you're going to rush the passer after that so the, the his total number of coverage snaps is not really a good reflection of how much that was hurting him in terms of opportunity as a pass rusher. Him going against naked tackles exactly underscores his value, or, or it should should make apparent his value, if I want to try and find the right word for that. 
He is more athletic than any offensive tackle he will ever face. Even the most athletic off- offensive tackle ever played the game, and I don't know who that is, but you know, is is not nearly the athlete that Adafe Owe is. So almost any tackle he faces is going to overreact to his first move, which should be the basis of Owe becoming a truly great pass rusher. Is his two-stage moves, Euro step, spin move, anything inside out, anything outside in, for that matter. Um those all of those kind of two-step pass rush plan moves should be his bread and butter. And he really hasn't had time to work on that, I don't believe, playing at the same linebacker spot. And so I think I would project very big things for him for the rest of this year. And before I jump and my partner flies, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this stat from Ravens Panthers regarding Baltimore center Tyler Linderbaum. The rookie saw 39 pass blocking snaps and didn't allow one sack. He's responsible for just two sacks through 11 weeks of football and is certainly living up to that first round pick that the Ravens used on him back in April. In other news, Ravens right guard Kevin Zeitler has been a stud over the last month as well. In his last four games, Zeitler has allowed just one pressure, zero QB hits, and zero sacks. Elsewhere, former Ravens great Steve Smith Sr. and Anquan Bolden both made the cut for the 28 modern era semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2023. Lamar Jackson was mic'd up Sunday and shared a moment with Justin Tucker. Congrats on the win. Appreciate you, bro. You too, bro. Bro, that was some tough-ass running, man. That was some tough-ass kicks. And that win. And that win. And finally, the Ravens are four-point favorites ahead of Sunday's Week 12 matchup in Jacksonville. Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vaults, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in ever advertising with us. That is all the time we've got today, but the Vault will be back on Thanksgiving Day with the Ravens news you need to know. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.